You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 386, How Can I Develop My Spiritual Gifts, Part 3. So we've been working through the passage in 1 Corinthians 12 where where it outlines the the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to read that again. This is 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. It says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as He wills. So we've worked through the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the gift of faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, and now today we're going to jump into prophecy. Now let me let me read you the a couple these the, these key verses again. This is 1 Corinthians 12:1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. So Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be uninformed. I want you to know. I want you to be informed about these empower, these empowering um, gifts that the Holy Spirit's given us. But then listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians 14. Now, a big part of 1 Corinthians 14 actually compares and contrasts the gift of tongues with the gift of prophecy. So I'm going to read a couple of verses here um, for 1 Corinthians 14. He says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding, their encouragement, and their consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. But the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues. Did you hear that? He says, I want you all to speak in tongues. But even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So we're going to start off talking about prophecy. And what's interesting about prophecy is it is very similar to the word of knowledge. What it it seems like in, in application and in practice, the word of knowledge is for a 
specific situation that someone or maybe a group of someone's might be going through right now. Prophecy tends to look a little bit further down the road. Not telling the future per se, although there is an element of that, but it's it's looking bigger picture. I'll give you a couple of thoughts on prophecy. First of all, Paul tells us here the guidelines for offering it. He says every prophetic message should be for upbuilding, or some translations say edification. Um, it should be for upbuilding, edification, or it should be for encouragement. Other translations say exhortation, or for consolation, or some translations say comfort. But those are the three things. Upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation, or another way, edification, exhortation, and comfort. So a prophetic word, a prophetic message, should fall into one or more of those categories. Why is this important? Because I've heard, I've seen, maybe you have too, those gloom and doom judgment words of prophecy and I'm not going to say that God doesn't speak that way. I'm just going to say it doesn't fit the pattern of New Testament prophecy. And especially prophecy that's given in the context of relationships or prophecy that's given in the context of a local church. Prophecy should encourage people. It should build them up and it should bring them comfort. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit giving them something to hold on to. A word of prophecy is often something that unlocks um, an issue in someone's life. Um, one of the things I've always thought fascinating is the, the, the people who really operate in this prophetic gift. And I'm very fortunate because I know several who, who operate in a, in a prophetic anointing that, that really I don't. I, I, I'll have a word of prophecy occasionally. I'll have a word of knowledge for people occasionally. Um, I move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but there are other people that really have developed this gift and use it um, at a high level. And what I'm always amazed with is the amount of love and compassion and encouragement that they share. Why is this important? Because in some circles, it's become uh, prophecy is almost um, a synonym with judgment. Well, Old Testament prophecy might have had that element, but in the New Testament, that's not what we see. We see the Holy Spirit bringing words of exhortation, of edification, and comfort. These are the kinds of prophetic words that, that we believe God wants to share. Um, often what prophecy does is confirms what someone's already been thinking or praying about. This is what I've seen so often is, Someone will ask for prayer, and I will maybe get a, a picture or a word or a sentence or two, and maybe God will give me something, um, again, edification, exhortation, or, or comfort, and share it with them. And often they'll say later, that confirmed what I was already hearing. And I love that because I don't want to be a lazy Christian. I want to be a Christian who's already seeking God. I don't want to be a Christian who has to go get a word from God every time the, they have a prophetic meeting down the street. I want to be a Christian who's in God's word every day, who's praying every day. 
But God is so kind and so good that he will often confirm what we're hearing. And this is a powerful thing because if you're praying and yet you still feel confused, you're praying and you still don't have guidance, and someone who doesn't know you or maybe knows you but doesn't know your situation gives you some type of confirming word, this lets us know that the Holy Spirit is speaking and the Holy Spirit is moving in our lives. Notice that this type of of message builds up the church. It doesn't tear down the church. That's why, again, edification or or, or building up, uh, exhortation or encouragement or comfort or consolation, those, those types of messages build up. They don't tear down. Um, sadly, again, I've been in situations where people who thought they had a prophetic gift or a prophetic word ended up tearing down God's people instead of building them up. That's not what Paul says. We've got to stay with what the Scriptures say. And so this is so powerful. Paul later on um, is, is talking, and this is in 1 Corinthians 14 and 11. He says, So with yourselves... Since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, and notice he doesn't criticize them for that. He says, you guys are eager for manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Let's strive to excel in building up the church. And so as we prophesy, as we get that opportunity to prophesy and share with others what we feel the Holy Spirit saying, um, it should always be for the purpose of building up. Now, what I've found over the years as a Christian, um, I think sometimes God gives us words, He gives us prophetic words even, that aren't meant to be shared. Uh, maybe the timing isn't right. Very often, the Holy Spirit will speak, and I'll sense something very strongly for somebody, but yet I won't feel comfortable sharing it with them. And so what I try and do at that point is take it and pray about it. Maybe... Maybe God is speaking to you so that you can be an intercessor. Maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about a person, and they may not be ready to hear that message yet, but He gives the word to you so that you can pray. And this is, this is important because I think sometimes as Christians, we feel that every time God gives us something, we have to go share it. This is why in our services at church, we have very few prophetic words, just a few on Sundays maybe, um, if that. And those are usually given through the pastor, pastors. We don't just have a free-for-all where people are standing up and prophesying and speaking in tongues and whatever. That seemed to be kind of the problem here in Corinth was it was just a bit, of, a bit out of order. So we've got um, very, very good order. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit has given freedom to speak. So there's usually some type of prophetic word or a word of knowledge um, given on Sunday through one of the pastors during a ministry time. Um, not every Sunday, but it, but it often happens. Sometimes it's for the whole church. Sometimes it's for individuals. So if you would say, you know, I'd like to develop this gift of prophecy in my life. Well, that's a good thing. What does Paul say here? He says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So that's God's will. If, if we believe the Bible, that's God's will. So how can you develop this gift of prophecy? Well, first of all, I would say become the most encouraging person you know. Learn to be the most edifying person you know. 
and learn to be the most comforting person you know. Because if prophecy operates within that, those parameters, if I speak words of encouragement to somebody, I'm well on my way to learning how to prophesy. If I learn how to build people up with my words, if I learn how to comfort people with my words, I'm well on my way to learning how to prophesy. Another thing I would say if you want to develop this gift is ask somebody in your circle who operates in this gift to coach you. And and so what we often see happening is in our small groups, our connect groups, that's the great place for spiritual gifts to be developed. In a small setting um, where you're able to pray for people and see what the Holy Spirit says. And we tell our people, we say, listen, this is the best place to practice and to develop your spiritual gifts. You're not probably not going to do it on a Sunday morning when you've got hundreds of people in a building. But in a small setting of five people, seven people, even ten people, you can, you can pray for each other and the gift of prophecy can be developed. So I encourage you, don't be afraid to seek after it. Uh, as Paul said here, pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And always do it to build the church up, to build up individuals, and go by those three guidelines, exhortation, edification, and then comfort. All right, next one. Distinguishing of spirits. Distinguishing of spirits. This is interesting. The ability to distinguish between spirits. You know, I think this is one of those that's often misunderstood. Um Some translations say discerning of spirits, and then what happens is when people talk about it, they talk about a spiritual gift of discernment. Well, there is no spiritual gift of discernment. It's not in the Bible. But what we do have is a discerning or a distinguishing of spirits. Why is that a problem? Well, let's be true to what the Scriptures say. Um, There is no spiritual gift of discernment per se. We're all called to be discerning. Right? We're all called to just be smart people and be discerning and let the Holy Spirit lead us. But distinguishing of spirits, this is a spiritual gift that we all need desperately. Let me give you a couple of examples. Have you ever had one of those situations where maybe you were about to sign a contract or maybe you were about to enter a business deal or maybe you were about to make a decision to work with someone And there's usually another person involved in what we're talking about here. You're about to sign a contract with someone, or maybe you're about to let someone do some work on your house, or maybe you're about to to do something else, but it involves another person. And there's something inside of you that just doesn't feel right. There's an unsettled sense inside of you. Well, what did you do? Did you go ahead and sign the contract? Did you go ahead and go through with it? Or did you say, you know what, I need some more time to think about this because often that unsettled sense that you feel inside of you is the Holy Spirit telling you to wait. Distinguishing between spirits. You know, there's a spiritual realm out there and being able to distinguish the spirit of another person is very important. Um, The Holy Spirit wants to protect us. He wants to help us. And um, rather than being deceived and falling into to all kinds of, of a bad situation, getting ourselves in trouble, how great would it be if we could listen to the Holy Spirit instead of signing that contract? 
you know, and obviously that's this is these these are those those outliers. This is that rare situation. But but I've been there. You've been there. You you you've been around somebody and you just knew something wasn't right, but you couldn't put your finger on it. There's also that situation of sensing um, spiritual activity in other people. Uh, maybe this has happened with you. It's happened with me on a few few occasions. I've been around someone, and and I sensed some type of occultic or uh, demonic activity, and then come to find out, sure enough, that person is involved in the occult. Um, these are very, very important things to know. Um, knowing if someone is possessed or oppressed or um, has has some type of demonic oppression on their lives, uh, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. But and why is He doing this? It's so that we can help them find freedom. Obviously, it's to protect us in some situations. But remember, we, we, we talked about at the very beginning in the first episode of this series that, that these gifts are given to help us point people to Jesus. Well, if someone is in, in, in the power of, of, of the enemy, if someone has opened themselves up to demonic activity and you sense that, so how can you help them? Well, I think that's a great opportunity for a conversation. Maybe you get to ask Maybe, hey, you know, I'm curious, what, what kind of spiritual background do you have? Did you grow up in church? Or, oh, well, no, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, just a, a spiritual person. And, you know, I got these crystals and I'm in touch with my, my inner person and I got a spirit guide. And well, right there, when they, when they, when they start talking about their, 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 their spirit guide, uh, that's another word for demon. So you've right there, you've uncovered something. Um, through a conversation, and hopefully, now that you've got that insight, you can bring them to a point where you can pray for them and help them accept Jesus and see them set free. I mean, that's always the goal. But but again, God speaks, and He gives us these gifts, and sadly, we often ignore what we feel. But if we're a Christian, we should be listening to that inner voice. We should be listening to the Holy Spirit inside of us. So learning how to distinguish between spirits um, the spirits of people that we meet, um, distinguishing which spirits we're encountering when we're coming and you know meeting these different people, what spirits are, are, are in operation in particular areas. Um, I find that intercessors, people who really, really are gifted to intercede, often are very sensitive to this. They can sense the different strongholds and different spiritual arenas that they're 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 battling through their intercession. But this is something again the Holy Spirit can develop in us. Well, all right. Well, I'm going to stop there. We've still got two more, the two good ones, tongues and interpretation of tongues. Man, how controversial is the gift of tongues? Well, we'll talk about that next week. Um, thank you so much for being with me. If you've enjoyed this, if you got a question, a comment, go to davidspell.com. Leave me that question or comment so that we can stay in touch. Also, give me your email address there on the, the top of that page so that we, you know I can put you on the mailing list and um, you'll get my fresh content every week. It just comes right into your inbox, and I promise I will never give your email address away. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. We'll wrap up this exciting series next week on Leading and